Welcome into a Thursday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, sounds like no innings limitations for Strider. Can Felipe Franks contribute to the Falcons? And I'm rooting for Kadri Allison. All of that, it's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. We welcome you into a Thursday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Also, you can download us for free. We're available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review there, and then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. So yesterday on the radio station that I work at, 92.9 Game here in Atlanta, our afternoon show of Carl Dukes and Mike Bell had Alex Anthopoulos, the Braves general manager, on. And one of the things that they asked, double A, as we affectionately call him here, was what about Spencer Strider? Any concerns about innings limits or this, any other? And his response was very direct. We don't do innings limits around here. We don't put guys on a pitch count innings limits or anything like that. Either guy can pitch or he can't pitch anymore. We'll monitor him, but there is no talk about innings limits. I think it's great. Now, we obviously have talked a lot about Strider here these last couple of months because he's been outstanding. Six wins, 87 innings, 133 strikeouts. And the question had become, he had pitched 91 innings last year in multiple stops in his first year in the big leagues. Remember, two years ago, this kid was pitching for Clemson. Clemson University, not Clemson, you know, A&T, you know, some kind of semi-pro league. No, he was pitching for Clemson University two years ago. And he's been outstanding. And I said yesterday on the show, I think he's going to win the Rookie of the Year. I think when all is said and done, Strider's going to be the Rookie of the Year in the National League. But that's good news that, look, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I'm not trying to risk injury or I'm not going to get overly sensitive about babying pitchers. I think we get into too much of that, right? I bet you if you ask the Washington Nationals if they had wished that they'd pitched Steven Strasburg several years ago when they had that playoff run. Remember, when they arguably had one of their best teams ever, I understand that they won the World Series a couple of years, but you look at the talent on that Nationals team from a handful of years ago when Strasburg got shut down, they probably could have had a chance to you know, make some hay in the playoffs and things went sideways and nothing really happened. I would bet you, with the benefit of hindsight in 2020, right, that they would have pitched Strasburg and, and taken their chances. Now, again, he's had all kinds of injuries himself. So, you know, since he signed that big, what, quarter billion dollar contract, he's made eight or nine starts since then. So it hasn't worked out for the Nationals. But Strider, I, I love the idea of our general manager coming out and putting that caveat. Hey, if he's, if he's you know, if, if there's something going on, we'll monitor him. We watch him all the time. We'll slow him down or stop him then. But as of now, there's no innings limitations to what Strider is. And, you know, I believe right now that if I had, if I'm in a playoff series and I'm looking at my rotation, okay, I'm going to use Max Free game one. I'm going to use Kyle Wright in game number two. And I think right now, Spencer Strider would be my three starter, my number three starter 
in a playoff series. We talked yesterday about he's had one of the best rookie pitching seasons I've seen and some of the most dominant stuff. It brought me back to, you know, my days of watching Dwight Gooden and Fernando Valenzuela about how dominant this kid is at this age. But if I had to go into a playoff series right now, Strider would be my number three guy. And I know you want him healthy and ready to go for the playoffs and this and the other, but I think him just pitching, just going out there and pitch, right? He's got that attitude. He's got that, and I love this word, moxie, right? He just goes out there and he's got a cockiness to him. You know, we talk about quarterbacks who are gunslingers and they've never met a pass that we're afraid to throw. Strider's the same kind of way. He goes out there and just challenges everybody. He's not afraid of anybody in a lineup. He will go out and challenge anybody out there. And I love that moxie about him. And that's what it takes. You want to be a guy who averages almost 14 strikeouts per nine innings? You better have some moxie and some attitude behind you. So I loved hearing Double A talk about, we're not worried about innings limits. We're going to monitor them. Yes, we'll watch them. If there's fatigue or whatever like that. Look, and remember, they went out and got Odorizzi from the Houston Astros. So he's going to pitch. Odorizzi's going to pitch in that uh, first game of the doubleheader that they've got on Saturday. So when you get into some of these situations, you start crunching down days and how many games you're playing and this, that, and the other, or a doubleheader, they've got a backup plan, right? But I'm not saying you just willy-nilly turn Strider loose. You know, you still, when you get to 100 pitches and things like that, you watch for him and this, that, and the other. But as far as worrying about, well, what if he pitches 90 or 100 or 120? Let him go. I think if you get to about 125 innings, He's going to be a 200 strikeout pitcher. He gets that. He's the rookie of the year in the National League. So it was good news in hearing exactly what Alex Anthopoulos said. They'll monitor. They'll watch. They'll see how he does, this, that, and the other. And they have a backup plan. They have another guy who, if they need to skip him for a start or what have you, you know, give him an extra day rest or whatever, they have a guy in Odorizzi who can come in and be a quality starter for them. And that's one of the brilliant things about Alex Anthopoulos is he's given this team depth, given this team options. You know, it's like with the Glacius trade. You know, yes, Kenley Jansen is the closer. What if Kenley Jansen pitches three nights in a row and you need a closer? Glacius can step in and do that, right? But what if you want to match up a, a little different matchup? What if you have a bunch of right-handed hitters or something like that and you want Iglesias to come in? Not, you, got, you got all kinds of matchups. You got depth now. And that's what Odorizzi has provided. But it was good to hear, and I think that Strider's going to be, you know, able to just roll through the rest of this regular season. I think that we're going to see him go out there and do his thing every fifth day. I, I would be surprised, honestly, if they either skip a start or what have you. Now, this matchup on Sunday is a hell of a matchup, and that's one of the things about this Braves-Mets series is we have some really good pitching matchups. Tomorrow night, we get Max versus Max, right? Max Scherzer versus Max Free. That's two aces that in any playoff scenario, Max Freed versus Max Scherzer is a game one matchup for whatever. It wouldn't matter what teams those two guys played for. If, if you were having a starting playoff series, no matter what the name is on the front of the jersey, Max Freed versus Max Scherzer is game one stuff. Well, Strider on Sunday is going to get the guy who – when he's healthy and right, might be the most dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball, he's going to go up against Jacob DeGrom. And here's what I know about Strider. He don't fear the Mets lineup. He doesn't fear pitching against Jacob DeGrom. 
he's going to go out there and he's going to rear back and fire and let his stuff do its thing and blow by these guys. That's going to be a fun matchup on Sunday, watching DeGrom and Strider go at it. So good news from Alex Anthopoulos yesterday. No innings limits for Strider. Now just keep turning them loose. Let him get out there, rear back and fire, and let him go win himself the Rookie of the Year award. All right, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some uh, Falcons football here with uh, about Felipe Franks. But first, want to mention my folks over at Built Bar. You know, I love these folks. Built.com is the website to go to. Listen, they got the obviously the marsh uh, the the protein infused marshmallow puffs that we've talked so much about here. One of the new flavors they have is the coconut brownie chunk puff. I encourage you highly to try it. But again, I said pro tip from Old Chuckery here: the s'mores. Marshmallow Puff is tremendous out there. But the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, if you love that, you know, delicious, chewy marshmallow flavor covered in chocolate, a little bit of coconut brownie goodness mixed in with it as well, this is one of the things that you want to try. We've got a deal going on right now, too, for our Locked On Sports Atlanta listeners. If you head over to Built.com, check out all the selection of different Built Bars, Marshmallow Puffs, things that they have available there, all kinds of great stuff you're going to love. Again, low sugar, high protein, low calorie, right? All those things that we're looking for in our protein snacks or just snacks in general and things like that, right? Head over to built.com. When you get there, look at their, especially their, their, mar, their protein-infused marshmallows, the puffs. Check those out. Find the selection that you want. When you put your order together and you get to the checkout, I want you to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the number one, the number five and you will get 15% off your order. So find your favorite, you know, marshmallow puff, find your favorite Built Bar, all of it's at Built.com, and use the promo code at checkout, LOCK15. Again, L-O-C-K-E-D, the number one, the number five. Use that at checkout, and you get 15% off your order just by simply using that promo code. So we love our folks over at Built Bar. We always get a chance to try their new product lines. I'm telling you, you ain't going to go wrong with the s'mores. Uh, it may it may sound like for kids or whatever like that, but I'm telling you, the s'mores one is fantastic. Love it there. Check it out at Built.com today. Now, one of the guys who has impressed so far in training camp, and I'll be up at Falcons training camp again tomorrow as we wrap up the week, has been Felipe Franks. And obviously, an undrafted rookie free agent, obviously the quarterback for Arkansas last year, looked like a guy who you know, might be able to find a spot as a quarterback in the NFL. And then, you know, this past season has was asked to change positions, and now he's working with the tight ends. And so far, so good for the coach, or for, the, for Felipe Franks, because the coaches have enjoyed what he's done thus far. Coaches have enjoyed what he's given this team at tight end. Now, look, is he going to supplant um, Kyle Pitts or anything like that? No, of course not. He's not going to do that. But he has been running with the second team. And for a team that can use all the pass catchers it can get, the fact that Franks is getting some reps and things like that's a good thing. Can Franks help out? Can he contribute to this Falcons offense? I think so. I, I think that as long as you don't overexpose him, right? It, when we talk about wrestling here, okay, when you have an attraction, like an Andre the Giant, right? You don't put him on TV and overuse him and work him every single week on TV, right? You make him special. You put him on for a pay-per-view, a big event, 
you want to pop a rating, but you don't necessarily run them out all the time. Okay. You have guys on your roster that you do that with, right? That's what you'd have Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart or whatever for, right? Trot the Austin Rock, trot those guys out every week. But you keep a guy like the Big Show or Andre the Giants, like a special attraction, right? Same thing sort of applies to Felipe Franks. Keep him as a special attraction. You know, he's not a guy that's probably honestly going to be a good blocking tight end, but you have other guys for that. He's not going to be your feature tight end. That's what you have Kyle Pitts for, right? No matter what you think, whether Kyle Pitts is going to line up outside, he's going to line up in the slot, he's going to be a wide receiver, he's going to be this, he's going to be that, he's a unicorn, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff that, that I keep hearing about, that's fine. But leave Frank special. Find some packages for him. Because at this point, they have said, other than in emergency situations, okay? And look, you never know in the NFL when you may need an emergency, quarter, emergency quarterback. But he's going to be a guy that's going to be used in emergency-only situations at quarterback. This is not a gimmick. This is this is not Doink the Clown or T.O. Hopper. This is he's making a legitimate position change to a position that they hope he can help out at. And I hope he gets a chance. I think he can give them some contributions. Now, what is that? I don't know. What if I told you Felipe Franks came up with 15, 20 catches and he averaged at least a first down per reception? Hell, I'd take that. If you told me he got 20 catches for 220 yards and three or four touchdowns as my second or third or fourth tight end option, hell, I'd take that all day long. Because I've got Kyle Pitts, a guy who I think can be a, you know, 80 catch, 1,000 yard, half dozen or more touchdown guy in my offense. If Felipe Franks can make that transition and, you know, he can kind of help contribute, I'm all for it. And, and if I, I, you know, again, look, let's be honest with you. His future at quarterback is probably not there in the NFL, right? Practice squad guy, undrafted rookie free agent, right? not really getting a whole lot of run or opportunity and things like that. So I, first off, I congratulate him for embracing the idea of a position change. And I've seen him out of practice. He's done some good things. I, I think he's done some good things so far in camp and the coaches have been happy with him. The fact that they've asked him to change positions where, you know, he was, you know, relatively speaking, a star at Arkansas, right? Let them do a really good season last year, but you know, obviously things kind of flamed out in Florida and this, that, and the other, right? He was kind of the heir apparent. We thought when Dan Mullen got there, that'd be one of the guys that might find a way to really use him. And then, you know, Emory Jones and all that. But anyway, look, I give Felipe Franks credit. I'm glad he's embracing this change of position. Can he give me 15, 20, 25 catches? Yeah, I think he can. I think he can help this team out in some ways. Now, again, he's not supplanting Kyle Pitts. He's not, you know, taking over for Drake London. You don't, you don't run him out on as a three-down guy, right? You find some packages to take advantage of. And I hate to say it this way, you know, but it is one of my favorite words, gimmick. Sometimes you find a gimmick play. You know, maybe he does. Maybe you do run a screen where he throws it to somebody downfield, right? You know, Arthur Smith has built his bones on being a creative and a good offensive mind. So let's see him do it. Here's a guy that's catching passes, who we know can throw it a ton. Let's see. Find a way to use him. Because let's be honest, right? This offense is not going to just line up and come right at you. They ain't good enough for all that. You know, the Jalen Mayfield era, by the way, 
sounds very much in talking to people, talking to our reporters. They said, yeah, sounds very much, and we'll see more of it tomorrow when I go up there. Sounds like the Jalen Mayfield era is coming to an end very quickly as far as him being a starter. And I've had a couple of people tell me that they're not 100% convinced that if he's not a starter, that he may be gone. So you're going to have to get creative with your personnel. And Franks is one of those guys. If he can run a little bit, we know he can run. If he can catch a little bit, maybe again, you, you, you put a gimmick play in where he throws one downfield. You can't do that every time because then it becomes, oh, Franks is on the field. Well, we know they're going to throw it. He's, they're going to hand it to him. and He's going to throw it downfield, right? It becomes very easy to defend. But if you can mix up what his role is, you look at the group of tight ends that they have right now, he can contribute. I think that he's got a spot that he can help this football team. And for a team that isn't going to beat you because of their talent, you have to scheme and figure out the best ways to use your personnel. You have to figure out the best way to be able to get your personnel that you have on the field maximized. You're not going to line up and run it at everybody. You're not going to drop back and shotgun and just huck it all over the field. You know, I don't care, Ritter, Mira. They're not going to just huck it around to everybody. You're going to have to get creative on offense. And part of that is just the fact that your offensive line is probably going to have a difficult time blocking some people. But using him in the right way, coaches have been impressed. They've liked what they've seen out of him. I've watched him in practice some. Kind of saw him come over. He did some player interviews and with, with some folks the other day. He looks good. And, and I'll give him credit. They, it would have been very easy. But, you know, I, there's an old saying, though, too, that being in the NFL and collecting an NFL paycheck is better than not having an NFL paycheck, right? And if it means you have to find a different position, find a different way to contribute, then do that. Then do that. Is Felipe Franks going to put his hand in the ground and move somebody off the line of scrimmage? No, most likely not. But could he find me 15 to 25 catches in an offense like this? Yeah, I think he can. Keep him special. Find some packages that maximize his talents and get him mixed up in the offense because this team needs playmakers no matter where that position is. All right, we're going to talk some more about the Atlanta Falcons here in just a second, but I want to talk to you about my folks over at Coffee AM. You know how much I love these folks. I drink my coffee every single morning. Every morning I'm making something from Coffee AM. I'm using their K-Cups. I'm using their flavored coffee, the organic roast I've been using here lately. You want any of those types of things, coffeeam.com is the place to go. Your best small batch coffee roaster in America right here in the state of Georgia. They are up in Canton, an online coffee company. And here's what I want you to do, okay? You go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Like I said, you like flavored coffees, you need K-cups, you need organic, you need this flavor, that. Whatever you need, they've got it at Coffee AM. You want some different teas? You're looking for a gift set to give to somebody, right? You want to congratulate them on Felipe Franks making the team? Fine. Give them a gift set. Give them some coffee mugs and coffee and all kinds of stuff, right? But I want you to go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. When you get there, go through their menu of extensive coffees, teas, and gift sets. When you put together that first order at coffeeam.com backslash locked on, when you get to the checkout, I want you to put locked on as the coupon code at checkout, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on, use that coupon code at checkout, and you'll get 15% off your first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Locked on at checkout, 
Put that in the coupon box, locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you get 15% off that first order of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffee AM, you know I love these folks. They're up in Canton, Georgia. They are the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Now, one of the guys that I like, that I am rooting for with this Falcons team, because I want to find out, look, it is crap or get off the pot for certain people on this football team. One of those guys is Kadri Allison. And in a group that's crowded with running backs, but nobody really has distinguished himself, Allison is a guy drafted a few years ago out of Pitt, very productive in college. He's got the nice thickness and size that you like. He can be a home run hitter. He had a quote the other day. He was talking about sort of where he's at and this group of running backs that they have. They're a little bit bigger, more physical guys. Quote, even when Arthur Smith came here, that's the identity that he wanted to bring to Atlanta. CP is a big back, but he can catch out of the backfield. I'm a big, I'm a bigger back and feel like I can do everything as well. We're all versatile, and that's what makes us a really good room. And he says, you know, I've always been a bigger, stronger guy, and having that quickness to add to that is something I've focused on for sure when talking about some of the areas that he's in, tried to work on over the offseason. And look, I'm rooting for Allison. I like him. I liked him in college a lot. He went on to say, quote, help this team win in any way that I can. Help this team win every single week and be a part of something special. But it feels like Allison really hasn't been let loose a little bit. You know, in his entire three-year career, only 44 rushing attempts. He had 22 his rookie year. Last year, he had 21. Remember, he had the bad fumble that kind of put some people's eyes sideways. The pandemic year, Dan's final year, he only had one carry that whole year. You know, practice squad, active roster, practice squad, active roster. It's been up, down, left, right, sideways, everything imaginable for Kadri Allison. But like I've said, it's crap or get off the pot time for Kadri Allison. And while I understand Cordell Patterson, probably your number one lead back, right? They like what Williams is bringing. They like the things that Caleb Huntley has done. But they've spoke, the coaches have spoken highly. Tyler Algier, obviously, draft pick this year. They've spoken highly about all of the running backs. And that word, versatility, right? That's what your running backs have to be in this kind of offense. You know, they, again, with the offensive line and offensive philosophy and things like that, they're not going to run. They're not going to line up in the I formation and just run it right at you. They're not just going to line up and push you around and guys are going to run right through you. You know, we're not that kind of offense and we don't have that kind of personnel. So you better be able to run up between the tackles. You better have some home run speed to get on the outside and go. You better be able to catch the football in the backfield. And you know what's most important of all? And, and don't be fooled by this. This is the most important thing that running backs have to learn that come into the league. Pass block. They have to learn how to block. They have to learn to pick up blitzes and pass block. If you can't do that, your time in the NFL will not be around. So I'm rooting for Kadri Allison. I've been wanting to see if he can get let loose. And I think this preseason is going to be interesting for all of the running backs, for Williams, for Huntley, for Patterson. You know, Avery Williams is in the running back room now. I don't, you know, whatever, whatever name on the back of the jersey you want to throw at me. But I'm definitely going to be watching Allison. I thought he was incredibly productive at Pitt. I, I, I like some of the things that he brings. 
You know, the fumble last year kind of got him a little bit sideways, you know, but last year he did average five yards per carry, which, you know, compared to what most running backs for the Falcons last year, five yards a carry is like 25 yards for some other team, right? If Allison can be a dependable back mixed into the rotation on a first, second, maybe even third down basis, and he can be up over four yards per carry because that's the magic threshold, right? That's the magical number that we're looking for. Tell me, I want running backs that are four yards a carry or better. That's going to get you into that status of being a productive running back. With all due respect to Mike Davis, okay, great guy, but a guy who's 3.6 yards per carry, there's a reason why you only pick up 500 yards on 160 carries, right? I mean, if you've got 100, if you're over 150 carries and under 600 yards, you're not giving your team a whole lot. You're just not. And he's big, physical, can help in the red zone. He can catch the football a little bit. He did have some productive years of pit, you know, coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. Not expecting him to be 50, 60 catches. But again, could he be a guy who catches 25 pass on the backfield? In this offense, versatility is a key. And I think Allison is a guy. I'm rooting for the kid. I want to see him step up. You know, they have a draft pick invested in him, right? You know, they, they drafted him, you know, three years ago. He was, um, he was what, the uh, a fifth-round pick, number 152 overall in the 2019 draft. So you do have some draft capital in him. And, you know, today you're supposed to be able to find running backs in that third, fourth, fifth round that can come in and help your team out. There aren't as many first-round graded running backs coming out. This year's draft class is going to have some good first-round running backs, right? The Jameer Gibbs, the B. John Robinsons, the Zach Davises. I mean, there's there's some guys coming out in the league this year in this draft class that are going to be definitely first-round graded backs. But Allison's a guy that if he can find a role, again, this team is desperately searching for playmakers. They are desperately looking for people to be part of the long-term solution. More than just, can you help me win this week or this year, can you be part of a long-term solution? And this feels like that swing year for Allison. Three years into the league, this will be year number four, right? You That puts him as a free agent at the end of this year. So fourth year in, you know, if he can produce, he's a guy to look at keeping for the long-term. If he can't figure it out and we watch through preseason and it just doesn't come together or he has a fumble here, a fumble there, whatever like that, Okay, then most likely you don't make the club and, and off you go. And it's Caleb Huntley and it's Williams and Patterson and Avery Williams and everything else. You know, you find something out there. But I'm rooting for Allison. I like the things I hear out of him. I like the physical size. I like the way that he runs. You know, and for a guy, you know, his size and thickness and everything like that, you know, again, I don't know what kind of numbers he would put up. But I don't know how you can evaluate running backs if you only give them 21, 22 carries over the course of a season. Let the man run in the preseason. Either crap or get off the pot. Let's see what you got or let's move on from you, right? All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuckery your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zinno your second listen every day. Mark is back talking all things Atlanta sports. Of course, opinions you may not always like, but you know you got to hear them. Mark is back with us. You can find him free and available on our YouTube page. Put Locked on Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you find that page, hit that subscribe button. Over 2,700 folks now. We greatly appreciate it. We're trying to get to 3,000 here before we get into football season. So be a part of the ever-growing community there. We're free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So Spotify, Odyssey, whichever 
platform you love to use, you'll find us, download us, hit that five-star review for us, leave us comments, and of course, find me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. We'll wrap up tomorrow morning. You know, we'll talk uh, talk some more coming up uh, tomorrow, and then I'll head up to camp uh, from there. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.